0: Hosting for two blokes talking tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. It's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech.
1: I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop
0: with all the latest news and information about technology. Now that,
1: that's the guy. It's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I think that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Yeah, haven't we got the best jobs
0: in the world? We have. <laughs> we absolutely have the best jobs. Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10
2: megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is episode 29, Two Blokes Talking Tech. And joining me each and every week, the other bloke talking tech, is Stephen Fenwick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. Hi, Trevor. So much to talk about this week. Massive week. And it's all thanks to the good people at Samsung, Smart TV and netgear.com.au. We'll get straight into it and talk
0: tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long.
1: Now, for our many listeners out there, Trevor, I think it—it's uh, no surprise. I've mentioned in the past what a Star Wars fan I am.
2: Have you? you know, I don't. Have, this is—you've <laughs> mentioned I'm Star Wars about before, it, as a matter of fact.
1: Yeah, I got no. an email today from some guy who wants to—I've mentioned my Star Wars themed theater. He's demanded some photos. He wants oh, to see. Well. He wants me to email him some pictures. But anyway, this let's, is publish a let's publish them. Let's publish them
2: on twoblokestalkingtech.com. It's not really a tech guide story, so we'll just put it on the on our website. I'm happy to publish the mic.
1: Yes well this is a big week Now I've mentioned geek grand final weeks in the past This is a real geek grand final week for me And for all the many Star Wars fans Because Star Wars are going to be available All six films on Blu-ray Full high definition for the very first time Now I was very lucky enough to travel to Lucasfilm Over in San Francisco about two weeks ago To get a sneak peek at the box set Which includes not only all six films But also more than 40 hours of extra features
2: Blimey how are you going to have the time to watch all that?
1: Well, I think I'm just going to take a week off and uh, give my wife earplugs so that no matter how loud that I, I play this during the night, she's not going to wake up. So that's uh, that's that's my first strategy. But this box set, uh, there is stuff like I'm a big fan, as you know, but there's things in this box set that even I didn't know about, including deleted scenes, alternate scenes, uh, and, and all these extra features, documentaries behind the scenes, and they've even opened up the archives. There's a section on the disc that shows all the props, really high-res, uh, images of all the props that you can actually rotate right. 360 degrees so it's if, if you're a Star Wars fan this is the ultimate edition of the movies but There has been some controversy though uh, on the blogs. Uh, George Lucas, as he is known to do, has actually gone in and made some changes. Last he did that with the DVD releases, he made some subtle little changes. He's actually gone in and done a couple of those things before. I wrote about them on Tech Guide uh, and Lucasfilm said, look, don't judge the changes until you see them. There's been a few YouTube clips and and people sort of making up what they think the changes are going to be. I've been told that Reserve your judgment for when you see it, how they fit into the story. So I'm looking forward to getting my hands on them. I I trust that he's made these changes in good faith. So uh, it's out this week. uh, It's looking really good.
2: Is one of the changes that Darth Vader is actually Luke's mother? (laughs) Because <laughs> he does wear That's a dress. It, no,
1: Trevor. That's uh, I, I, I did warn you before we started speaking about this that this was going to be one bloke talking Star Wars and the other bloke waiting patiently for him to finish. <laughs> so I really appreciate you indulging me uh, today about my uh, passion for Star Wars. But you'll see that if you don't have a Blu-ray player yet... Uh, this is the co- t- type of f- release then these films will make you want to get one yeah. I've, I've saw portions of empire strikes back the original star wars film which was later later retitled a new hope the 1977 film has had so much work put into it in terms of audio now this is getting technical the audio on blu-ray as we all know is uncompressed mm. lossless audio so the sound quality is going to be like we've never heard it before it's actually going to sound better on blu-ray than it did in the theaters in the theaters it was a mono sound track so it 's going to look and sound better than we re- ever remember it in the theaters, because it would be um, safe
2: to say that that 's the key here is that yeah the the most recent three so the first three as confusing as that is will, will look good and great and and, and that that 's fantastic but it 's actually the early ones. You know, episodes what four, five, and six that will be yep. stunning because when you think about the quality of what we've had to offer up until now at home compared to the movie experience has been okay. But this is taking the movie experience to the nth degree because yeah, you you could you know you got to take that big screen, and you can press, compress the image down. And it's going to be a nice picture, but. Lucasfilm, you know, that they own, they, they built the THX uh, system, didn't they? So they did, the, the yeah. audio system that drives it will be stunning if you've got yourself the right style, you know, home theatre system.
1: Absolutely. And th- like you, you mentioned, episode four, five, and six, which are the movies that I, I watched on VHS so many times, I think I wore three sets of tapes out. So the, <laughs> those scratchy tapes. Uh, that I've been used to seeing uh, can 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 go to one side, and now on Blu-ray, it's just going to be like all the Christmases have come at once for Star Wars fans.
2: Well, it's uh, out soon. You can read all about it at techguide.com.au. Blu-ray availability of the Star Wars entire box set. If you're a man like Stephen, you'll be standing by waiting for that at the midnight door openings. Are they going to have midnight door openings? No, for they're that? going
1: to actually have six a.m. Uh, openings. It's on we- Wednesday the fourteenth. Close 14th. enough. Bloody We're hell. recording this on Tuesday night, so tomorrow morning six a.m. Uh, you'll probably, or it's already out by the time you hear this, but no doubt.
2: All right, let us know if you lined up and queued up for it. Uh, TwoBugsTalkingTech dot Now, mate, uh, there was a study out, uh, sort of research out earlier this week uh, that suggested that 72% of people would stop illegally downloading if they were asked by their ISP. Now, I've got to say, thats I think that's a stunning figure um, because most most people that are illegally downloading are doing it not because of any legal issue. They're doing it because they just want the content. So, I guess, but I guess it probably could have been phrased if anyone asked you to stop, would you stop? Because, frankly, if someone emailed me, rang me, or anything and said, by the way, we know you downloaded X, Y, and Z, Um, (laughs) don't, I'd freak right out and I'd never do it again.
1: Yeah, this is true. Uh, the the this this research was conducted by the Intellectual Property Awareness Foundation, uh, and I had a chance to speak to Gail Grant, who's the uh, the CEO of uh, IPAF for short, uh, and she says that th- this follows on from a very successful campaign they ran a year they ran a year ago. You may recall the Accidental Pirates campaign, oh, where. Yeah, yeah. People are saying, "Oh, yeah, you know, I thought it was okay to do it," and and they've built on that campaign too, where it just shows that a lot of people, uh, they don't realize the impact that what they're doing is having. That there's two there's two sides to it. The first side is the people who think, "Look, I only do a little bit, so it's not really if it doesn't really matter." Yeah. Yep. Then there's the the other on the other side of the coin is the person who is doing a lot, but their justification is, "Oh, well, everyone's doing it, so it doesn't really matter." That's not actually the case. Is The frequency of, of download and, and piracy is actually quite low, but it is still affecting the industry. And they're, they're mm. trying to make it so, that, so people can become aware of the impact that their actions can have.
2: And I, look, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't do a lot of downloading. I've got to be honest. Um, I, I have the ability to. I, I know how to. But, you know, I just maybe I just don't have time to, to watch the amount of content that would be available to me but frankly a lot of people that i i know that do it are doing it because they just want to see the content when it's available it's we're in this black hole period between the old and the new media where people really need to understand you know and media companies and and producers need to understand what people want and why and when uh when that starts to become better and when downloads yeah. or streaming is available much faster and more more on demand um it, i think it will uh decrease but in the end the bottom line is i think it's quite true if if ISPs uh, and this, you know, the, the Ionit court case uh, with with the movie downloads is going to be crucial to that. If if Ionit is found in any way to be uh, liable then, of course, ISPs are going to start knocking on people's doors and saying, don't do it. But, you yeah. know, whether or not they can actually fully monitor and do all that kind of stuff is, is, is yet to be seen, really.
1: But, but you've got, you got to remember, though, and this is Gail, Gail Grant, you, it, the full interview is on my website. But she, she really hit on a really good point, though, that, you know, there's, there's no other commercial sphere where people think that the product is just there for the taking. Oh, that was absolutely. a really good quote. She said, people need to be educated that it is actually theft. So like she, talks, she was talking about digital citizenship and just doing the right thing, whether it's in the physical world. If there's a, a piece of property that you can just pick up in the physical world, that is still theft. In the virtual world, it's the same thing. So Absolutely. I- so well, there was an interesting, I, I sort of balanced my story with, with some quotes from one writer producer, his name's Enzo Tedeschi. Just to really cut a long story short, he produced a film, co-produced a film called The Tunnel, and its claim to fame was that it was going to be released for free on the torrent sites, which are sort of the main offenders for the pirates. And mm. he raised his money online, but he, he he said, look, his attitude was if you can't let's with let's embrace the torrents as a mm. distribution point but in no way does he condone piracy he says he said in his quotes to me he said look ripping off the work of others is still illegal but in terms of the isp getting involved and and making them be- become the policemen he said look his, his exact quote was it we'd like asking qantas to police drug smugglers it's not really their jobs yeah but ISPs though still need to be cooperative and help to educate people to to uh, you know
2: to, to, to show them that this has an impact. And that that to me is the bottom line. I think people need to understand that there's a lot of narks in the world who like to say you know freedom of the internet and all that kind of stuff. I believe an ISP should be able to pinpoint you if they are if they know you're doing something wrong. If the, yeah. if someone knocks on the ISP's door and says you tell me everyone that's been to you know pirate websites, um, they should. I, I'm happy for them to provide a list because in the end they're going to pr- prosecute the big offenders and really they want the actual pirates not the not the downloaders but they don't want
1: they don't want the guy who just the guy who who downloads once a year they want the people who are making profit off it and really and literally ripping money out of the industry so and and, and, they're the people that were there after
2: and i think that my other big thing is i think people of the world need to start to understand that you know what making a tv show let alone a movie is bloody expensive. Is it ever? Right? Now, everyone in Australia complains to the high heavens that you know certain shows not available here until months, if not days, if not hours after it's available in the US. You know why? Because it doesn't fit the programming schedule. And the programming schedule works around the the need to make revenue off that. Because you know what? If they can't make money off selling an ad in a TV show, they're not going to buy the TV show. The TV show will never get TV made. <laughs> and there, there won't be a TV show. So yeah. the narcs of the world who love to pirate stuff and download the latest episode because they don't want to wait need to understand that there is a lot of money involved in film and TV production and until that changes to some new revenue model that allows direct access and, and the big thing stopping that is is ubiquity. There's not enough people that can get it directly so therefore yep. there's not enough demand and there's not enough money to be made. So we're a long way off but I, I don't have a problem with it and, and I, I don't find it staggering the percentage but it is interesting to think that 72% of people would stop illegally downloading if asked by their ISP.
0: Two blokes talking
2: tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking
0: Tech. With
2: Trevor Long and Stephen And, mate, uh, we do thank the good people at uh, Samsung Smart TV and Netgear.com.au for their support of the great podcast. Uh, Netgear provide you with all your networking and, uh, and home infrastructure in terms of the internet, as well as your small business. Whether you need to connect to the internet, whether you need to distribute that internet connection around your home or small business, whether you need storage on your network Whatever it is, Netgear have got that covered. And one of the things I I, I like to point out to people that don't know it is, if you've got a a computer and a modem in one room in the house and you you don't have cables run through the roof and everything to the other room and you want to get the internet in that room, if you don't have a wireless router, you can actually buy Powerline Ethernet, which means you plug a little plug into the wall near the router, you plug your router into that, and then you plug another plug into the wall in your bedroom or wherever the room and the internet is transmitted via your existing power line. So there's no extra cabling required. I mean, I know it's been around for a little while, but it's I think it's staggering technology that is underutilized. It's used you know for things like um, you know Foxtel use it to transmit their uh, their uh, their internet signal. If you want to get a back channel there, you can get power line internet. And if you want to get power line Ethernet, check out netgear.com.au. That and Wi-Fi and all the other solutions, netgear.com.au.
1: You now when it comes to computers i think a lot of people they face the choice of do i go mac or do i go pc mm. now i've just reviewed a piece of software that can let you run let you let mac owners actually run a windows pc virtually aboard their their mac it's called mm. parallels desktop 7
2: and the, the, the Parallels has been around for a while. I mean, I, I think version 6 only came out, you know, less than a year ago. But it's actually, um, it's not the only product of its of its sort. And people that, that have thought about converting the Mac might have been told about Boot Camp in the past. Boot Camp allows you to, to turn your computer off, your Apple computer off, and start it up as a Windows PC. What Parallels allows you to do is start up your Mac as normal. And then when you need to use a Windows application, when you need to see into Windows to, to do whatever it is that uniquely you need to do in Windows, you can just open up Parallels and it, and it creates an instance of Windows within your Mac. And, and the amazing... This is the number one most amazing thing about these pieces of software is you can actually configure them so that you can actually launch a Windows app in the Mac without having to look like you're actually launching Windows. It's all done behind the scenes but what they call virtual machines and it is just fantastic technology which can help you bridge the gap between Windows and Mac it's a really big leap to make sometimes so I like the fact that it can help people bridge that gap between Windows and Mac and potentially move uh, into the Mac sphere in the long term
1: yeah, I think too. This this software, I found it really easy to use. Very easy to set up. There's a step by step guide to not only installing this software, but you've also got to remember once you install this software, then you have to actually install a copy of Windows. That's so right. you have to come up with either discs or through Parallels, you can actually download a copy of Windows and install it on your Mac. You then it asks you then to allocate the amount of RAM you want to you want to allocate the virtual PC as well. So it runs quite smoothly and performance wise, I found you can run all kinds of software, including uh, AutoCAD software, like really hot demanding games, like very really processor-heavy games. Uh, and, and the beauty of it is that, like you said, you don't have to shut down and reboot. It can just come up whenever you like. Uh, now, I I've had a lot of fun uh, using this product and, and running I've run, I've run Windows 7 Ultimate uh, on my iMac, my 27-inch iMac. Yep. But another part of this is the the app that you can also download, the sort of, there's a companion app called Parallels Mobile. I think it's still uh, introductory price of five ninety nine. It's usually like twenty-three ninety nine. Mm. But that lets you also connect remotely to your to the PC side of of, of your Mac or and the Mac side of the computer as well, uh, while you're on the go.
2: Unbelievable. And it's a simple piece of technology. It's available. Parallels version seven is the one we're talking about, and you can find out more at techguide.com.au.
0: You're listening to two blokes talking
2: tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, mate, uh, we talk a lot about different mobile phone companies. There's there's stacks around, and obviously the big guys are Telstra, Optus, and Vodafone, they're the only ones that have an actual network. But mate, I've got to tell you, when it comes to added content, let, you know, you indulged in Star Wars. Let me indulge myself now. You tell me <laughs> you tell me what this is, mate, in terms of a ringtone. <laughs>
1: That is... That there is music to your ears, isn't it, That is
2: absolute music to my ears. Now, I'll tell you how I got that. That is a Red Bull racing Formula One car. Red Bull, uh, several years ago, on the back of the Formula One car, they launched a product called Red Bull Mobile, and I thought, what the heck's this? Anyway, obviously started overseas, where they are based and things like that, but a few weeks ago, Red Bull announced here in Australia they would be launching Red Bull Mobile. Now, that's all well and good, but what... What struck me most was was what they'd done with pricing. They've got very similar pricing points to Amazim, I have to say, in terms of competitiveness on the so unlimited it's sphere. It's a plan, it's not, well, a, not an actual device. It's a plan. It's a bit of both. What they've done is they basically rebrand the Vodafone network. So they've gone to Vodafone and uh, and said, look, can we resell uh, the Vodafone network and you know offer our own plans, etc., etc. Um, it, it, it's it's very simple. Uh, it's a prepaid option at the moment. There will be postpaid available a little way down the track, $39 gets you 30 days access, unlimited everything, uh, basically, except uh, data, which you get four gig of data, which is plenty. And they, they, they don't like using the, the term unlimited. They actually like to use the term all-inclusive because they actually Trevor. do include 1-300 numbers, which is rare, don't you think? Okay. Can I Can I just ask one question? Yes. Why
1: would Red Bull... Come into the mobile space. Why are they doing this? It,
2: this is a that is absolutely brilliant question because it's not actually about making money. They're not here to make money out of content uh, out out of mobile phones. When you get yourself a Red Bull mobile, so you can actually buy a handset, a HTC Charchar for something like $239 or something like that, and I've got one in my hand now. It's black. It's a black version of the white cha-cha. It's got Red Bull Mobile branding on it, but built into it are some some apps, And, and it's called the Red Bull Portal, and you go in there and you've got free access. There's nothing, there is absolutely no paid content in this device. There is no ringtones you pay to download. There's no anything like that. It's free access to everything on the Red Bull Network. Wow! So that,
1: that's a compelling reason to be a subscriber, then, isn't yeah, it? It's all
2: about people that love their extreme sports. You know, all this motocross stuff. You know, they've got these extreme fighters or ex-fighters or something. All but you're these...
1: thinking Formula One. Let's be honest. Absolutely,
2: Trevor. mate. Oh, I was stoked. Absolutely stoked to open the portal and click on ringtones and I thought to myself, wouldn't it be cool if they had a Formula One and it was there, ten of the fifteen ringtones were Formula One cars.
1: <laughs> Can I um, ask a silly question? Yeah. Mate. Being called Red Bull Mobile is hmm. the is the mobile service fast?
2: It is well it's on the Vodafone network. So let's Ooh. not kid ourselves, they've had their problems. <laughs> But it, careful! <laughs> it, it, the, device, the device does run on the, on the 850 network, which is the new Vodafone network. Okay, so as the Vodafone network is upgraded, you'll get the access to that. The other thing here that's staggering to me is they've got a plan called the Access 365. Uh, One-year access for $365. So you pay up front $365, and you get a whole year's unlimited access to phone calls, text messages, everything, and you get five gig of data a month. You know what, mate? For peace of mind and less hassles, I don't mind the idea of just paying up front and going, boom, I'll have the year, thanks, and never having to worry again. That's pretty good. Well, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: people like yourself who are big fans of Formula 1, and there are a lot of them out there. Uh, would be obviously attractive this and all the content that you get along with it then wow that's yep. two birds with one stone they're,
2: they're available at the end of the month September 29 there is an offer at redbullmobile.com.au to, to get the HTC Char Char at something stupid like $239 which is crazy cheap uh, but anyway it's all available at the end of the month check it out online redbullmobile.com a really interesting new opportunity for people looking uh, looking to upgrade or change mobile plans especially if you're into all the kind of Red Bull sports and the things they support Red Bull Mobile.
0: Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Two Blokes Talking Tech are also brought to you
1: by our good friends at Samsung. Now, Samsung are the leaders when it comes to smart TV. Now, this the television's become a connected device. We can connect to the internet. We can do all kinds of things, not just watch our favourite programs. Mm. This connected device can also download apps just like we do on our smartphones and on our tablets. And there's such a wide range of ta- apps that are growing day by day. Uh, there's, But also, I mentioned web browsing. Web browsing the web on a 55-inch television is quite an experience and something that I'll never tire of. <laughs> uh, it, I didn't tire when I did have the TV. I've given it back, unfortunately. But... I'd I'd love to get my hands on it again. But also, we're also into our social networking and what more comfortable place to uh, engage in your social networking that is on the comfortable couch in front of your smart TV so we can interact with our programs without even having to leave the couch. But it also gives us access using the smart TV, Samsung smart TV. There's a lot of content we can access. We can watch YouTube, access all kinds of online content, uh, and also... I mentioned the social networking. That's something that we do quite a bit during our favourite programs. But you've also got to remember that apart from being smart, the Samsung Smart TV is also a 3D capable. Now, there's plenty of content coming our way uh, with the 3D Blu-ray. But even if there isn't the content available, we can also turn our 2D content to 3D content. Maybe a good idea uh, if you're watching the footy finals. uh, Hopefully, you you can uh, enjoy all of those games leading up to the grand final. 2D to 3D on the fly. For more information, you can visit samsung.com.au slash TV. Now, I think the next biggest thing that I like after Star Wars uh, (laughs) would have to be Call of Duty.
2: Well, hang on. Let's not kid ourselves. It probably starts South Sydney, then go Star Wars. Hang on. What would it be? Is it Star Wars or South Sydney first? I'd say it'd be South Sydney first, mate. South Sydney, Star Wars. South Sydney, Star
1: Wars, Call of Duty in maybe possibly that order, and my family fits in there somewhere as well. (laughs) But Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3 uh, is out November the 8th, and I was lucky enough to get my hands on uh, Modern Warfare 3 today. I actually had a chance to. The most popular part of Modern Warfare is the multiplayer, and yes. I had a chance to get online and play with a few other people uh, and look at their new maps. So I think we played four of their different maps. There's 16 that'll be available uh, on the disc. But Modern Warfare 3 builds on Modern Warfare 2, which in 2009 became the uh, biggest entertainment release of all time. So Unbelievable. not much pressure on them to, to repeat <laughs> that success. So Modern Warfare 3 to due out November the 8th. And the thing with this game is that the multiplayer aspect has been tweaked in in all the right places because what it's done it sort of created a bit, bit of balance. So it accommodates the hardcore players, but it also h- helps the new players come in and not be intimidated by the whole thing. Which so is a real it, problem it, it sort of sometimes
2: with these cult games. It's a real problem to come in and, and, yeah, you can play them at home, but when you jump into the multiplayer, you feel... Really out of the loop on these things, so good idea to bring in the bring the bring in the newbie aspect to it and make sure those people are looked after. For such a phenomenal title, they will absolutely sell like hotcakes. When's it out again?
1: It's out November the eighth, and uh, like, like I said, it's going to be. Oh, they're expecting oh, there's thirty million people that play this online every day, mm. but they're expecting not only to please their. They're already their their hardcore audience, but also introduce a lot of new players. They've taken a lot of user feedback. They're they're, uh, they're users, and that by their own admission, I I spoke to Robert Bowling from uh, Infinity War, the developer of the game, and he said that the great thing about their fans is that they're brutally honest. They they really tell them what they like and don't like about the game, and it they use that feedback and put that into Modern Warfare 3. And for anyone who's waiting to you know for this game to come out, you can you're not going to be disappointed. Some great Great improvements. Uh, and November the eighth just can't come quick enough.
2: All right, Modern Warfare 3. Read more about it at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes
0: Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long
2: and Stephen Fenneck. Now anyone that knows me knows I am passionate about digital radio and one of the one of the innovators in digital radio is actually pure. Uh, A company that began in the UK uh, just pretty much concentrating on digital radio, and they've got a large range of devices. But one they they didn't have in their suite of of devices was a handheld unit, and they've they've rectified that with the Pure Move 2500. It's not a bad-looking device, Steve.
1: It isn't a bad-looking device, but at the, at first glance, there's two things that really stand out on the device. It, it's not, it's only about it's it's about the size of a mobile phone, maybe slightly smaller. But if you look at the front of the device, and there's a there's a circular, very familiar circular click wheel. <laughs> you turn the device you over, and it it's, a it's got wheel. a the, uh, silver silver rear panel that mm. I wrote in my review the other day on Tech Guide. I said that it looks like a distant cousin of the iPod.
2: Mm. Oh, I, that, I I worry about it to be honest because I do think there's it 's a bit of a cheap invitation in terms of trying to steal some design cues from the ipod, but there it is very hard to come up with new ways of navigating these size devices. Look, my biggest problem with it is it 's two hundred bucks now there are a couple other handhelds in the market the ox dig, uh, the ox pocket and the Bush walker. Yep. Both at the 150 mark, I I think they are both much smaller than this. But for starters, um, and I don't think this one offers anything radically better that would make you want to go up apart that from, up that. Apart point. from the brand, yeah, exactly. And yep. I don't know that people, in terms of digital radio, really flock to any of those brands. OX, Bush, and Pure all have the same credibility in the in the digital space. I think if it was a Sony. Um, yeah, I'd pay 200 So I, I do think the price point is interesting, but then again, that's the RRP. You know these things always end up cheaper in the stores. So Absolutely, yeah. Worth- well, it's
1: a 199 but I think that'll, that'll come down. But it is, it is. I like the size of it. I, I, there's a photo of me. That's my hand holding it on my the review on Tech God. It's 10.2 thing- centimetres long, 5.6 centimetres wide, 1.5 centimetres thick. So that's pretty small, and it weighs 105 grams. Now, we know weight is an issue with you, Trevor. <laughs> 105 grams, even you can carry this around. I think I'll
2: manage, and we need to work on your list habits, mate. Nova 969. <laughs> You're kidding. Anyway, the pure move 2500. Uh, read all about it at techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking
0: tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen
2: now, there's an interesting uh,
1: little release coming uh, on November the 1st. Now, this is a PlayStation 3 console which will be available exclusively through EB Games, but it's got one difference. Ooh. It is totally white. It's a white Ooh. PS3 console. So forget the boring black EB Games have got themselves an exclusive—a white PS3 that comes with not one but two controllers.
2: You have a photo of it up on the website techguide.com.au. I don't mind the look of it. I've got to say, it's a it's a handsome looking device. I I think uh, you know it's the 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 Wii started the trend with the with the white. I guess no, maybe Xbox did because they had that kind of greyish cream colour, didn't they? They did.
1: The beige it um, was like a beigeish an, colour. And the yeah, PlayStation
2: color. Two was a silver, and you know it had black in there as well. So you know, colour combinations are not not anything new. New to to gaming consoles, but the PlayStation 3 it's about bloody time essentially.
1: I think so, and and this being white, I think this is the sort of thing. Because don't forget, this is a Blu-ray player, not only a gaming yeah. console. It's a Blu-ray player. It's an entertainment device. This can play 3D Blu-ray. This yep. thing. So being white, I think it's going to be maybe a little bit more attractive to run in your entertainment unit. You, it, it'll look pretty good out, out, out even uh, out, out on display. So uh, not only is it a, a red-hot gaming device, it's also got 320 gig uh, hard drive on board. So plenty of room to store your photos and all your digital content, your movies or whatever, uh, and it's going to be priced at $448. It's available November 1, but pre-orders are being taken now at EB Games.
2: And it is exclusive to EB Games. Mate, honestly, another one bites the dust. I um I, I was reading some of the feedback uh, on on the great podcast that we do. Do a lot of people want it to be longer, mate? I I though do think we get a great lot of feedback suggesting that, that thirty minutes is a good amount. Um, always happy Just to hear long from enough, people. Uh, tech dot You can send us an email there. Happy to hear what you think. Uh, we're always trying to improve, make it better. Um, but essentially we're here each and every week. Episode thirty next week. You can listen uh, online at iTunes uh, or via techguide.com. dot com. com.au radio, which is a very nifty player, and of course you can get in touch with us at twoblokestalkingtech.com Thank you mate, you're off to Japan um, Yes,
1: I'm off to Japan with Sony which we'll be talking about next
2: week. We shall speak to you next week about the wrap up of that trip Thanks for listening, thanks for downloading, we'll talk to you all next week Two
0: Blokes Talking Tech, you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech, with Trevor Long and Steven Fenwick